0: Whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships, I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. So today, we are honored to have the founder and CEO of Hero Cosmetics, Ju, on the podcast. Welcome, Ju, and thank you so much for being here.
2: Thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Well, I would love to jump right in and ask you about why you started Hero and kind of a, just a little bit of your founding story because mm-hmm. you know this podcast is about what I want my career to path to be like and look like and um a lot of our listeners are post grad and kind of figuring that sort of thing out so maybe you can just give us a little bit of the founding story of Hero
2: yeah i mean i always wanted to be an entrepreneur actually my dad is one but i never really had An idea until I discovered Mighty Patch, what is now Mighty Patch. And I, the story goes, I was living in Korea, uh, in Seoul, Korea, as an expat. I was working for Samsung at the time and uh, I was breaking out a lot back then. I think it was like change of environment, poor air quality, maybe change in diet. I'm not really sure. Um, and I was breaking out, but I saw Korean people walking around with these stickers on their faces, and I learned that it was for um, acne. So I went to a pharmacy, I bought some, and I was just amazed at how well it worked, because it absorbed out all my pimple gunk, it uh, flattened my pimples overnight, Uh, I could see it, I could see that it was working, because all the gunk was getting, was like on my patch, and then and I, I tend to like touch and like pick at my pimples. And so the sticker prevented me from doing that. And then, and then I was like, why am I learning about this product now? Why is it not available in the U.S.? Why didn't I know about this like, I don't know, 10 years ago? And then th- that's when I started doing more research. And I saw an opportunity for this product to be um, brought to the U.S. And that's, that's kind of the inspiration, I guess.
1: Awesome. Well, I will say I have tried the Mighty Patch, and I literally have a pimple right now that's healing, and it's pretty much gone because of the Mighty Patch. So I can speak to its effectiveness for
0: sure. Um, and and I think also even at my age, when you talk about ageless, um, I still get pimples. Yeah, it's kind of From shocking. Stress
1: and I think everything, it's stress. Sure. I
0: think it's food. I mean, I think. Mm-hmm we'd love to hear your opinion on all of that, you know, what causes acne, but, you know, it's, it just never goes away. It's not a matter of a teenage thing. It's not a 20 something thing. It's like, it can go on for your whole life. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, adult acne is on the rise, so you're not alone. Interesting. What is, Mm -hmm. what do you mean by that? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people thought acne was like a teenage problem, but more and more, um, adults like, you know, thirties and up are, are getting acne. There was actually a whole New York times article about why adult acne is on the rise and some of the theories are lifestyle, diet, stress, um, stress. Uh, lack of sleep, just sort of like, we're not, we're not balanced. So it's causing more acne. Um, And, and it's, yeah, it's on the rise. And definitely, if you know, you're an adult with acne, I think people feel embarrassed, like, Oh, my gosh, I'm in my 30s, and I'm still breaking out. No, like, you're actually one of many, many, many people who are experiencing this.
1: Mm, I'm sure also, it has to do with climate change as well and just pollution like air quality stuff I'm sure it exacerbates like issues with skin health as well obviously yeah Yeah. Um, but you mentioned before about sort of this connection between diet and skin and we would love to hear just what's the scientific connection there between the gut and skin health
2: yeah so it's it's related to inflammation. So if you eat foods that are inflammatory to you, because I mean, people have different triggers. So for some people, it could be dairy, others, it could be gluten, or I don't know, um, sometimes it's caffeine, things like that. So what happens is if you eat something or ingest something that's inflammatory, your gut, doesn't like it. Um, and then the inflammation actually goes into your, like into your skin level and then it kind of purges itself by causing your sebum to, um, go into overdrive, sebum production to go into overdrive. And then that causes more, uh, acne. So it's all related to inflammation and inflammation in your gut. Um, and so, again, I think different people have different triggers, but, um, but there are some, like, common ones that, that are known.
1: And a lot of people have different theories on how we should identify those triggers. I know there's certain at-home tests that you can take um, or, you know, going through a full allergy test and all of that. What do you suggest in terms of identifying those triggers?
2: Well, I mean, this is gross, but I think the easiest thing you can do is a poop test. <laughs> so I oh mean, God,
1: I've heard of this.
2: Yeah. Like, cause I think if you, um, I mean, actually in Germany, did you know that the toilets are made with like a little shelf so that, um, actually what you're supposed to do, is you're supposed to look at it before you flush yeah. it because it's, it's an indication of your health, of your gut health. <laughs> so um, true so um I mean and you know on the internet you can find sort of like what healthy poop is supposed to look like and then when you eat something that's inflammatory uh it, it just you know sometimes it results in diarrhea or like maybe your stools kind of loose or um it's just not gonna be the right consistency and I think that's like kind of the easiest way to do it you can tell when your body's not your body and your gut aren't happy by like basically just checking your poop.
0: Mm. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't to say awesome to that.
1: Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely kept on the DL because it's a little bit of a taboo topic, <laughs> yeah. but it's so, it's so important and especially if you want glowing skin. So.
0: No, I, I mean, I think it's good that we're talking about it.
1: Yeah. Um, another question that often came up was what should there's like two protocols that people are kind of wondering about. One is what should we be doing to prevent mask knee? And the other one is what should we be doing to what sort of protocol should we be following for working out and skin health?
2: For mask knee, um, you break out for two reasons. One is it's called acne mechanica and it's either because of the friction, it's because of the fr- fr- the friction from your mask. So, um, like if you, if you're wearing a mask that doesn't fit properly, that's rubbing on your skin, it'll rub and then irritate your skin and then cause you to break out. So the solution to that is you want, um, a mask that fits well, um, Usually it should be like it shouldn't move around your face too much. Um, and then the other reason why you get maskne is because of the humidity that's trapped um, between your mask and your mouth, basically. Because as you breathe and as you talk, it creates, there's like humidity and moisture that gets trapped um, in the mask or behind the mask. And then that humidity actually creates bacteria. Uh, and then the bacteria causes breakouts. So the solution to that is you should uh, you should sanitize or wash your mask after I mean, if you can, like every use. So I actually have something called the phone soap and it's like a UV light sanitizer. So every time I wear a mask, I take it off and I put it in this sanitizer to like kill all the bacteria Um, or you can wash your mask. So you you should wash your mask as frequently as possible. And then the other thing that you should do, you should not wear makeup because the, again, like the sweat and the humidity mixes with your like foundation and makeup, and then it can clog your pores. And then the last thing that you can do is um, when you, when you get home, like take off your mask and actually wash your face because again, like all that humidity and bacteria is probably built up like on your skin. And so you just want to wash that off.
0: What do you think wearing eyewear too ma- exacerbates that it seems like i get more humidity it fogs up. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah it could maybe um like maybe sort of around uh probably the areas where it fogs up so like behind where the glasses are it could it could irritate and then you know you could also break out more sort of on the upper cheeks um so that is a possibility
1: yeah I mean, I have been just wearing eyeliner and mascara and trying my very best to avoid the mask area and wash it as much as possible because it is definitely, like everyone is complaining about the mask need. That was the one question that we continuously got was like, what do I do about this issue? Um, For anyone who's wondering about the sanitation light i'm super interested in what brand you use and all of that
2: yeah it's called phone soap and um it's like this little it's like um i don't know kind of the size of a notebook and um and it has it's like proven to kill like you know 99 of, of bacteria and you can put your phone in it you can put your keys in it and then yeah i
1: put my mask in it genius love that wow and then going back to the um, workout protocols, what right. do you do about that? Is it similar, like washing your face before and yes. after, or
2: so? Um, actually, sweat does not cause acne. Sweat is actually good for your skin because it it's kind of kind of purging and then opening up the pores. But what causes the bacteria or what causes the breakouts is the bacteria. Um, because if you don't like the, uh, the sweat creates a humid environment and then, and bacteria like, uh, they like the humid environment. And so what happens is, um, if you don't wash immediately after your, you sweat or you work out that can help promote the bacteria and therefore cause the breakout. So, um, if you work out, don't again, don't wear makeup because the makeup will clog your pores because the pores open as you're sweating and working out. Um, so, you sh- so I would recommend not wearing makeup, and then immediately after you work out, wash off the sweat. Um, so, wash your face, or if you can, like I don't know, like take a shower, or like wipe, wipe yourself with like a body wipe or something like that because, um, because you want to wipe off all the stuff that's like purged out of your skin via the sweat. Um, And then you don't want to create the bacteria. You don't want to create an environment for the bacteria to grow and feed, uh, especially when you're wearing clothes and things like that.
0: Mm. Wait, so can you wash your face too much?
2: Yes, you can. And actually this is why I think a lot of people who break out, they continue to break out because The myth, I think they feel like they're breaking out because their face is dirty. And so they tend to overwash their skin. But then overwashing your skin, uh, it depletes a lot of the oils from your skin. And then it causes your skin to produce even more, Mm -hmm. uh, which causes you to break out. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like reverse logic in a way. But yes, you can wash your skin too much. Um, I mean, actually, me, I stopped washing my skin in the mornings. Because, um, like, I have a little bit of drier skin, and then I have the natural oils when I wake up on uh, on my face. And so I actually don't wash that off. I just spray my my skin with a toner, and then I continue with the rest of my routine. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, wash less, actually.
1: I feel the same, and I've seen that kind of become a trend now, is just at most washing your skin once a day, because um, especially for people with dry skin I can totally relate my if I wash my skin more than once a day it gets so so dry so that's definitely kind of becoming trendy which is good Um, another thing that has definitely become trendy in the skincare universe is the whole retinol collagen everything every product has one of those in it and so maybe you could talk about People were wondering about the long-term effects of using those products, as well as what age should they really be used for. I,
2: I mean, again, you probably you know want to not overuse them, but uh, once you start incorporating them into your routine, um, I think the research shows that even like using them after ten years, like it, there's no there's no like repercussion. Um, that comes with it. The only thing is that with retinol, like you get more sensitive to the sun. So you definitely have to wear sunscreen. Um, and then what age would you incorporate something like retinol? I'd say probably like late twenties to your thirties. Like when you start, um, cause I think you start losing your collagen like a little bit every year, but I think it increases, um, like starting in your late 20s or early 30s. And so probably right around then is when you want to start incorporating like a retinol uh, and or collagen. Uh, And then collagen, you can apply it topically or you can like ingest it. So they have like uh, they have brands where they make they make like ingestible collagen. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, you know, that kind of works from like inside out. And then you can combine that with like a topical collagen. So you, you kind of attack your skin um, both ways. But I think they're both great things to add to your routine. And I actually just started using a retinol. Um, and uh, And, you know, from the research that I've seen, they both really work. They have positive effects on the skin and there's no negative repercussion to them.
1: Okay, awesome. Um and then another thing was also um, this idea that we should be treating acne based on age. So that maybe the maybe teenage acne should be treated differently from adult acne and so on. I mean, I assume that there's, you know, maybe as a child, there's like a hormonal aspect to acne. And then as you get older, it's less about hormones, but maybe more about environment. Um, And maybe there's two different ways to treat that.
2: I I think that's a really interesting question. Um, I think about it more uh, in terms of skin type. So to your point, I think when, you know, someone's younger uh, and they, you know, they're going through like hormonal changes and things like that. Their skin tends to be oilier. Um, and also in general, I think younger people tend to have oilier skin. And so, um, uh, and, you know, I think the solution to that is you want to, uh, you want your sebum production to be sort of in balance. So products that you, uh, products that you can find that help sort of control your sebum levels um Also, that can help like regulate. I think your hormones would be really great. Um, But to your point, when you're older, you have drier skin. But that doesn't mean that you don't break out. So you have drier skin. Like I have dry skin and I still break out. But I'm probably not going to use the same uh, regimen maybe as someone who's a teenager that has oily skin. So for me, um, I think I would use... um, Probably not products that are about like oil control and oil balancing, but I would use products that focus more on exfoliation, and then also bacteria balance because uh, sometimes the like the you have natural bacteria on your skin, and when they're out of whack, it can cause you to break out. So um, I would look for products that help uh, balance the bacteria and the flora on my skin um rather than products that that focus on balancing
0: oil. Okay. Well, because also I I have a teenage daughter, she's 15, mm-hmm. and she's tried a lot of different um a lot of different medications and, you know, she's found something that works, but I'm just curious how you feel about Accutane. And, you know, is mm-hmm. that for everyone? I mean, that's not what she's using. I mean, it's not for everyone. Definitely yeah. not. For yeah. everyone. No, I mean everyone with a with an issue.
1: Yeah. But it's just so harsh. harsh. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't know. I mean, I've never taken it. Um, I know people who have taken it. And you're right. It's, it's pretty harsh. Although, like, I know people who've taken it and it's been effective. But then... One of the things that it can do also is it can like uh, it can thin out your skin, so mm. it makes it more it makes it thinner, and then it makes it more sensitive. So then you have to be really careful about other products that you apply when you're on it. Um, and then you know I've seen people who have re- you know reactions to things. Um, so I, I mean I don't know I I'm not a doctor and you know doctors do d- prescribe it um, so there must be a reason it, it must it must work although you know it is strong and then it comes with the side effects um, so I mean it probably depends on the severity of your acne and probably how well you can tolerate it but the so kind of uh, last
0: line of defense is yeah what
1: probably,
2: probably
0: yeah. Probably.
1: Um, going also on that tangent a little bit more about like harsher treatments, um, a lot of people were telling me that they, you know, were s- beginning to get chemical exfoliants. And I think this has kind of become trendy at this point. Um, you know, every everyone's doing a peel here and there and like wearing their Fraxel hats to the beach and everything because they can't be in the sun. Um, so what are your thoughts on chemical exfoliants and uh, lasers and all of that stuff? I love it. Um,
2: I love chemical exfoliants. Yeah. I I love how like, I'll apply it and I immediately can feel the difference on my skin. It feels so smooth. And, and exfoliation is really important um, for acne, actually. it's It's one of the things that you can do to help prevent it. Um, so, you know, if you do break out, exfoliation is a great thing to do and chemical exfoliants are, um, they really work. Um, I wouldn't do it too often. I probably wouldn't do it like every day. Um, I mean, you know, maybe like once or twice a week, I think is good. Mm Um, but I'm a fan of chemical exfoliants. Uh, I've done laser as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: lasers, I mean, I think they also really work. They're just expensive. And then, I mean, you're not going to see results after the first try. So you have to do it, I don't know, for a minimum of like eight sessions or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think lasers are one of the things that
0: also are really
1: effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just did Fraxel
0: recently. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I only did it once, but I i mean, I thought I was going to look like a Deadpool or something, you know, coming out of there. I was scared <laughs> and it was really fine. And I definitely think it worked. And I have a great dermatologist, who Cheryl Karcher, who really just is so good at everything and Would you do it again? Yeah. I mean, if that's, I didn't realize like you had to do up to eight. I mean, she suggested maybe three times. Um, But I definitely saw a huge improvement after the first time. But, you know, I'm, I'm also like not very careful with my skin and spend hours, you know, in the ocean, in the sun. And, you know, my my beauty regimen leaves a lot to be decided oh my gosh
1: we i think we've talked about this on the podcast before but um i was going to say you have a really high pain tolerance so also i feel like what you're saying about fraxel not being painful is partially because of Cheryl being a great dermatologist but also partially because you never like like my mom literally <laughs> had dip, pain. like completely off off place in her neck for like a year <laughs> yeah. and like this is like one of the most painful like it affects your entire posture everything and she was just like you don't like you didn't even take an advil mm-hmm. like whatever so anyway i was gonna say your pain like- tolerance <laughs> is really high but also um we i think we've mentioned before that like your makeup routine your skincare routine is just like okay let me just slap on (laughs) some moisturizer here maybe like whatever I have on hand um but that that's made me like I think more interested in it because then we can like learn stuff together um but also I think it's skincare has become like such a huge trend for my generation, um, that I can, you know, appreciate it more. I think it used to be way more about beauty and makeup and now it's so, there's so much focus on skin. So it's been like awesome for me to try and learn things, but I'm definitely still like an amateur skincare person. Um, but all of these questions are like, have, you know, kind of opened my eyes to what people have been thinking about and what's been trendy um, in the skincare world. And I guess another thing that came up a lot was, and I can totally relate to this, was the um, face mapping method of tracking acne causes. Is it accurate? Because I know like when I'm breaking out on my forehead, I'm looking it up and like, thinking that it's completely because I ate sugar the night before and that's exactly where the acne is coming from. And a lot of times it's accurate, but wondering what, what your thoughts are on face mapping.
2: I think some of it is like, for example, uh, when, when you break out along your chin, that's usually caused by hormones. So, you know, that time of the month you might break out more along your chin, uh, But I don't know if there's like a ton of scientific uh, evidence that says that the face mapping is like 100% accurate. But but I think there are things like that where, you know, hormonal acne is more around like the chin area. I'm not so sure about like your forehead or your cheeks. Um, But so I'd say like, you know, probably some of it is correct. And then some of it, you know, I might take with a grain of salt.
0: Okay. I want to ask about sleep. Because oh, yes. that's another thing. I think that's a very big part of skincare. And um, not only, you know, a recommended amount of sleep, but also what you're sleeping in. I think the Good Housekeeping uh, site says you should wash your sheets, I think they suggest only once every two weeks which seems like not enough. Or, you know, once, at least once a week. I don't know. Is that okay? It seems like you should wash at least your pillowcases more often. And also, are there certain types of fabrications for pillowcases that would be better than others? So uh, I've heard you should wash your pillowcases
2: once a week because you're right. Like, you know, you get dead like skin cells and bacteria that accumulate as you're sleeping from your hair and your skin and things like that. Um, That you should replace your pillows. Uh, You're supposed to replace your pillows every three months because... Because you again, it, no one does yeah,
0: that. I know no one does that, but no, that's what okay. They say. I've never heard this ever,
2: yeah. Because, because the bacteria and the dead skin cells, like you know, they get on your pillowcases, but then they can also get onto your pillow, your actual pillow. Oh. So, uh, oh, that's something that we're all supposed to do, but I don't think anyone does. Uh, I definitely don't do that. Yeah. And then, um, in terms of materials, I think. Um, probably materials that don't absorb oils and uh, things like that. Like so actually, like cotton probably if you break out, probably cotton is not good. Maybe something more like a satin or um possibly something like a silk okay. um, could be good. Although there's this brand that's there's kind of a cool brand called Sylvan, and then they infuse their pillowcases with silver. Because silver is supposed to be antibacterial, so uh, whenever it comes in contact with like the acne-causing bacteria, it just like neutralizes it. So uh, I think you could, if you can find a fabric that's infused with like a bacteria-killing uh, fiber, like silver, that could also be be good.
1: Okay, um, I guess something that I think could be super helpful for everyone listening is. Everyone should get the Mighty Patch. Everyone should check out Hero. But what are your top must-haves for treating acne? So whether it be the pillowcase or, you know, a certain – your light that you were mentioning. um, What are some things like that, your favorites? You
2: have to do the double cleanse. Um, So that is starting with an oil cleanser and then following up with a regular cleanser. And that – when I was living in Korea – in addition to the mighty patch, it was the double cleanse that really transformed my skin because uh, I think before I was probably sleeping with dirty skin, and mm-hmm. and then that would cause me to break out. But when I when I started with an oil cleanser and then also followed up with the regular cleanser, uh, mm-hmm. it was very noticeable. So that's definitely one thing that I would recommend. And then the other thing I would recommend is uh, probably a really good exfoliant. So it could be chemical, it could be physical, but, um, you got to do that at least once a week because it's going to help get rid of all your dead skin cells, um, and keep your pores open. Cause otherwise like that all like accumulates and then, uh, it can clog your pores and,
1: and make you break out.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Noted. (laughs) And what are your favorite brands?
2: Ooh, for, those- for those products or for those Let's products. See. So for oil cleanser, uh, I prefer liquid rather than a balm. So I really like the Shulamura uh cleansing oil and they're kind of the OG brand. Uh then for exfoliant um I don't know. I'm kind of less picky, but um, I mean, the I, I don't know if you guys know, but I live in Paris, so I have easier access to it. But there's a French brand called Biologique Recherche, and they have a product called P50. It's a P50 lotion, which has been called Jesus in a bottle because it's so good. And that one is a chemical exfoliant, and um, it's made out of like lactic acid and uh, a bunch of other things in that it's really stinky but it works really well uh that were like the first time i used it i immediately noticed a difference um with my skin
1: mm, yeah every time my friends that are very into skincare every time they go to paris they're like we need to stop at the pharmacy so i can get my favorite like yeah. skincare products because you guys have the best stuff um Yeah, I think we can end off there. Maybe you can just tell our listeners where they can find you um, and check out Hero.
2: Sure. We sell on Amazon on our website at herocosmetics.com and then you can find us at Target.
1: All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening.